2: It's reception, reception, the show. James Cole and Matt Harmon. Uh,
1: Miami, I thought clearly, obviously, a winner during the trade deadline. Uh, picked up Bradley Chubb. You know, you, you've got elite defensive help. And then sneakily, they also add Jeff Wilson, which is really funny, right, Matt? Because uh, you, you've got Mike McDaniel there, oh right? And he's got the backfield from like three or four years ago or whatever it was, with now Mostert and Jeff Wilson as his one, two, as they trade away. Um, uh, uh chase edmonds as well
2: yeah nice to get chase edmonds out out of there um you know because what a disaster that that signing was and you know they gave right. him a lot of money um yeah i mean just what a disaster it's hard, hard to say he like has the highest drop rate among running backs and like that was supposed to be what chase edmonds did was catch that's passes and good. like he's right no that's not good and he just didn't look like a system fit weird signing it's almost like all the all the goodwill that the, the dolphins have brought with this offense and stuff like that. It's like, okay, good. We can just forget about the fact that you guys did try to sign the chase K7- <laughs> old contract right there. Really? Uh, but yeah, Jeff Wilson, I like that addition there because we know the thing with Raheem Mostert is he's here, he's not here for a long time. He's here for a good time. Like he's an injury risk. We know there that. Um and, and Jeff go. Wilson, he's I think Jeff Wilson has played well this year. Obviously the 49ers they make that Christian McCaffrey move, like he just is going to get thrown to the shelf. And, um, you know, that, that also tells us that they're pretty confident in Elijah Mitchell coming back, like, you know, probably in week 10. Uh, so, which is good. He's a guy that, you know, got to keep on the radar as well. will be kind of the backup yep. there. And he brings a, a little more juice than Jeff Wilson does from a speed perspective, but you know, yeah, Jeff Wilson, Miami, I think that matters a lot because if, um, if Raheem Mostert went down, that, that running game with Chase Edmonds as the lead back and even just Mostert like splitting in was really bad. I mean, even, even they're not still that good right now. They're, I think they're like 19th in terms of rushing DVOA. Like they haven't been a good rushing offense. So b- being able to keep that train on the tracks is, is important. Uh, and just getting like, getting, you know, singles and doubles from the run game is important when you're this much of a vertical passing offense like the Miami Dolphins has, have been. I mean, you know, what Jalen Waddell and, and Tyree Kill are doing right now is unbelievable, but being able to keep that run game around is crucial. I, the the Bradley Chubb trade is probably the most like, I don't know why, t- why are teams more active at the trade deadline now? I wish we had been like this more often, but you know, it's, it's not just like it's not just like over oh, the Rams influence, you know, they trade all these picks for veterans, all that stuff. But then I, but this one feels like the most Ramsey trade. Um, by the way, apparently the Rams offered two first round picks for Brian Burns and they pat, they, the Panthers turned it down, which, you know, wow. yet, surprising the Panthers do want to keep some of their players. Uh, you know, what I, what I said about the snake oil salesman, uh, <laughs> many podcasts ago, but, um, yeah. That, so Bradley Chubb coming there is interesting. I mean, that's like, He's going to have a lot of leverage. Apparently, they're going to get a contract extension done. That's good. You better do it sooner than later in case he has like a, you know, fifteen sacks with you on the way to the Super Bowl or something like that. That that would be a big time payday for him. But yeah, interesting move for their defense. That I think um, probably could use a little bit of edge rushing juice. The thing with Chubb is he's just struggled with injuries throughout his career.
1: Hey, let's stay there in uh, Florida. Calvin Ridley gets traded to the Jags. A lot of conditional things got to be met. Uh, there for that uh, that pick to kind of like, you know, accumulate value. But Calvin Ridley um, still suspended, obviously. But when he comes back, if he comes back and if his mind is right, if he's in football shape, potentially gives Trevor Lawrence their franchise quarterback and the Jags a legitimate number one option there at wide receiver.
2: Yeah. A lot of conditions and, you know, always a lot of questions with Calvin Ridley uh, for right. a couple of different reasons, but you know, yeah. So if he gets reinstated um, by a certain date uh, and, and he, the earliest he can apply for reinstatement is, is February 15th uh, of next year. So that we'll see. Um, but you know, it's worth a fifth rounder. Otherwise it, you know, it could be worth a sixth depending on those conditions. Uh, if he makes the team, in 2024, so not next season but the season after, after right. it'll be a fourth rounder. If he hits playing time bonuses, then it's a third, and if Jacksonville gives him a long-term deal, it's worth a second rounder. Uh the pick <laughs> for which super super complex um so complex. We've I, and I don't think I've ever I don't think this has ever been done before. No. Um a conditional no, so. pick like this. So really interesting. You know, of course you're right to to point out with um calvin ridley we don't he does seem excited about this move though you know in social media he's talking about like i'm a florida guy going home blah 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 you know we'll see where he, his mind's at you know obviously he he suspended this whole year for gambling it's this weird Dude, situation but
1: the the first thing i tweeted out and in, in my tweet got picked up by a couple of different spots but the first thing i pointed out was dude's going back to the scene of the crime he really like, is yeah i, I mean yeah, what's really crazy is. is that he bet on a Falcons-Jags game, that's the game that that like raised all the red flags and got him suspended. Man, like that's what's crazy. And then of course he's going back now. He's with the Jags. Like, oh my gosh! Uh, I mean, there's there's some kind of like irony built in there, is there not? I mean, it's just I'm it's like, funny. wow, Calvin Ridley. Yeah, it is funny. But I will say this: Look, if he's got his mind right and physically he's good, what a great trade. Um, for the Jacksonville Jaguars, because at worst, at worst, you're saying, okay, well, we've got ourselves a really, really high end number two that we then only had to give up a second round pick for. I think that's, that's pretty good. I mean, look at what Chase Claypool got, right? Yeah. And you would, I would much rather have the, you know, Calvin Ridley upside for a second round pick than what the bears got with Claypool.
2: But so I, yeah, I think it was, I think it's a very smart deal. Yeah. If it doesn't work out, then you're not given that second rounder because it, exactly. because it's all about the, like, if it works out and he's worth a contract extension, he's going to be worth more than a second. I mean, he's a little bit of an older guy because he came into the league old, but who cares? He should be 28 years old, like, right kind of in the prime of his career. And I right. think this is worth remembering when we've seen Calvin Ridley play. You know in his in his peak, he's exactly what Jacksonville needs. I mean, what do we come on and talk about on this show all the time? It's like Christian Kirk should be a slot receiver. The two guys that <laughs> that Trevor Lawrence has on the outside, Marvin Jones and Zay Jones, those dudes cannot get open. They cannot create separation. Calvin Ridley, in 2019, he recorded the 24th best success rate versus man coverage number in reception perception history. In 2020, his last, like, you know, obviously before 2021, a lot of rocky stuff there, 89th percentile success rate versus man coverage, 81st percentile success rate versus press coverage. He was very much on that, like, Stefan Diggs axis of separators as a guy who's you know smaller player but can beat man coverage can beat press coverage and win at every level like I think he was ready to take off. And then of course he takes the break for mental health reasons, and then right he, he never comes back in the 2021 season. It was clear that Atlanta was going to move on from him. I, I was like, you know, there's only a few people that probably ever thought this, but I can't believe there was ever any like, and I'm sure it was just dumb like aggregate accounts being like, oh, imagine when Calvin Ridley gets back and they got Kyle Pitts and Drake London and it's like Calvary's is literally never going to play for the Falcons again. How could you not see that? Uh, but right, um, anyways, point being here. I, it's not going to matter for this year obviously but man this is exactly the type of guy that, that Trevor Lawrence does need um and they also still need another ball winning X receiver on the outside but like you can get that in the draft you can now now you have a clear target of a type of guy you need to go and get and you don't you know we'll see how that whole group cuz then you're starting to kind of cook a little bit if you get a ball winner a big guy a ball winner on the outside then you got Calvin Ridley as like a flanker on the outside as well and Christian Kirk is a slot, slot receiver and Travis Etienne is killing it as a running back like now you got something there.
1: Yeah, I agree. I think either that or, or if you can find yourself a, a nice athletic young tight end too. Um, a, but what about Evan Ingram? <laughs> <laughs> uh. Yeah, no. Uh, again, I love looking at all these like stats where people are trying to pile on to Trevor Lawrence and say, "Oh, well, he's not completing his passes." Yeah, you know, pass yards over expectation is negative is completion percentage is negative. It's like, bro, he is making Evan Ingram like relevant in football. Uh, again, Marvin Jones is like, is retired and doesn't know it. He's, He's Zay quiet Jones or whatever the kids, right? He's <laughs> quiet. He's totally quiet quitting, dude. Like Zay Jones. I like Zay Jones as like a two or three. You know oh, he's what I mean? Like
2: a four. Like, I mean, okay, fine. He like, like he's a three <laughs> or
1: four. I mean, but he's a depth piece, dude. Like, yeah. what are you talking about? Like, it it's just crazy to me that like people won't give Trevor. And by the way, Trevor Lawrence is still in his second season, dude. Like, I yeah. love that they won't give him the grace to say, oh, well, hey, let let's actually surround this guy with some talent. Because I tell you what, I, I still look at Trevor Lawrence and I still see the tools. I still yeah. see, okay, this guy, he can he can move the ball. He can, he, he's got some pocket presence. He can actually get outside the pocket and win himself. He's still got the tools, uh, but now they've got to surround him with guys that can actually make plays for him too, man. But uh, I think, I think the move's smart. I like it. I, I like the fact that it's very creative. I love the fact that they did that. Um And again, as you mentioned, man, they've got targets now in the draft, like go find yourself a big X or somebody that could win downfield a little bit. Uh, Maybe find yourself a big, you know, uh, a a, a little safety, safety blanket, tight end that could also make some plays. Okay. Picture this. It's Friday afternoon. When a thought hits you, I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. All right, how about the Buffalo Bills, man? They make a move to go get Naheem Hines, the away Zach Moss, uh, and the running back room uh, is, I just want to say, I, I think they're, it's very multifaceted. They got a lot of tools uh, in that in that running back room. Devin Singletary, I think, has been good. Um, I think, again, he can catch it out of the backfield. I think he's been really good when, you know, called upon in certain running situations as well. Is he a great running? Of course not. Of course not. But in this particular offense, I think he's pretty effective. Naheem Hines, I think he does a lot of those things as well. Uh, And then James Cook, I think is still obviously a developmental player, uh, but has shown flashes obviously with the speed as well. But right now, to me, I think during this playoff run, it's going to be Naheem Hines. And I think it's going to be Devin Singletary. And to me, I thought that was a very, you know, pretty, I think it's a pretty smart move because Zach Moss really just wasn't giving them anything, you know, And, and so they get a little bit of depth. They get a little upgrade there at the RB2 spot and plus Hines is going to be able to play a little bit of special teams too. And I think again, all these little, little
2: things, those help a team that is so close to breaking through. Well, yeah. And look, they've been trying to get this, something like this done for, almost a year now, uh, the Buffalo bills, like, right. They, that's true. Remember the great, the great JD McKissick war. That's they, right. They, they wanted him from Washington, Washington signed him back. Brandon Bean was so, so, so pissed about that. They <laughs> got James cook in the second round. Um, you know, they started to kind of give, I was very encouraged about James cook. It's like, and especially being like, Oh, this is a guy to stash like in fantasy. Cause they're obviously clearly done with Zach Moss. They were, you know, not yeah. playing him at all. Um, And they were kind of giving James Cook some series against the Packers, which still, if there was ever a Devin Singletary uh, injury, I think at some point, you know, they'll get uh, James Cook involved because he's probably a better early down back than Hines. But, you know, maybe not. I don't know. Maybe they just don't trust James Cook at all. But again, regardless, they clearly wanted this done. And and, and it has worked this year, even if like James Cook hasn't become a featured player. And obviously they don't have McKissick. Josh Allen. Mm -hmm has a 21% target share to running backs this year. That's the highest of his career by a lot. 15.4% mm-hmm. wow. in 2021, 13.5% in 2020. You know, he's just been thrown to Devin Singletary. Um, Naheem Hines is obviously like, this this is what you would hope that a guy like you know JD McKissick would be. He's like the better version of JD McKissick. He's like the ideal version of the player that they thought they were getting in James Cook. Um twenty-three point seven percent snaps in the slot for Naheem Hines too, twenty-seven point five percent route the targets per route run. Like he's the receiving numbers haven't consistently been there for Hines because he hasn't been consistently involved in the offense. But he has been a, a really um he's he's a good receiving back and and i feel like he's actually going to play a huge role for this buffalo bills team like he can play in the slot a little bit isaiah mckenzie's been super up and down as the slot receiver this year um and and yeah he's like there's going to be some games where you know naheem hines just goes off and and, um you know in playoffs stuff like that that's going to be that's going to be key i don't know that this is like a it's a, I think it's a reasonable win for Hines as like a fantasy player. Um, going to a better offense is always good. Uh, going to a team that clearly has a very fixated role for you, that's good too. So it's kind of – I think it's a decent win for Hines in fantasy, but really it's just like it makes the Bills offense that much more dangerous and you know, eases the burden on Devin Singletary, who's a guy that – you know, when he's been used a lot, he's been like a producer, but clearly they don't want to rely on him in this way.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, again, I think, I think the work that he's done this year has been really good, um, and it's been high quality, but it's, again, he's not a bell cow. You know, he, he's not a dude that you're like, all right, well, we can load him up, you know, with 20-plus touches or whatever and feel good about it. That's just not, you know, and again, I, I like Devin Singletary, you know, uh, but adding a guy like Naheem Hines to the mix makes a lot of sense. You know what else is great about that trade, too? You're adding team speed. You know me, I love it when teams add team speed. Naheem Hines ran a uh, sub four forty, I believe. And um and he just again gives that running back room just a little bit more juice. By the way, if you want to play that uh, that deep cover 2, go for it. Hines on a checkdown can pick up 10-15 yards. You know what I mean? Yep. So, um to me, I feel like yeah, it was a very very crafty move uh by the Bills for sure to pick up Naheem.
2: I think Hines can run option routes and I think the thing that's been the biggest struggle for Dev or not for Devin Singletary for Isaiah McKenzie as a slot receiver is like we know he has the speed to get open you know we, we know he has the speed to beat man coverage as a slot receiver but I mean he's still mostly a returner playing out there I think he has struggled yep. to be on the same page and struggled to run those option routes and well, that's what Cole Beasley was so great at for this team and I think you know Khalil Shakir could develop into that guy in time but he's a rookie. You know, he's not 100% there yet either. So for the time being, in certain situations, you can have Hines out there as a slot receiver. And I know, I know, everybody out there is probably like, the slot receiver running back thing never works. And and for the most part, you're right. But again, 23% of the snaps, like Hines has been doing for the Colts, that's all we're asking for. And, and like, in high leverage situations, that is going to matter for Buffalo.
1: Well, I mean, can I even just say, like, how about if he just runs a basic wheel route, like, Oh that yeah, could, for sure. In and of itself could just be deadly. You know what I mean? Like that's not a route that, you know, that, it, look, Hines is a really good route runner for a running back too. Do you know what I mean? Like he looks like a receiver sometimes when he's lining up out there. So no, I, I think it's a great fit and I think he's going to um, fit in perfectly with what Buffalo wants to do.
2: All right. So there were some, and, oh, but tra- on the flip, on the flip side though, on, yeah. back in Indianapolis, uh, Dion Jackson's a guy that should be in fantasy. Oh. Like Rostered yeah. everywhere, you know. Everywhere. At this point, um, you know, Somebody, especially if we're gonna, t-
1: I, I was saying this, I was saying this, um, when you hear this, it, it would be two days ago, but this was on Tuesday. I said you got to go and roster Dion Jackson. I think he's got standalone value, and then for whatever reason, there was like resistance on my mentions. Like, oh well, what about Zach Moss? And I'm like, oh, what about Zach Moss? I'm like. To me, there's like a 30% chance Zach Moss doesn't even make the team. Um
2: Yeah, totally. It, and then Total throw-in piece.
1: Total throw-in piece. And then and then somebody else was like, well, if Naheem Hines didn't have standalone value, why would Deion Jackson have standalone value? I'm like, bro, not Na- Naheem Hines is now out, though, right? Like, it'd be like if you took Deion Jackson completely out of the mix and was literally only two running backs there. It was only JT and only Naheem Hines. Naheem Hines would have standalone value, right? So I I don't know. It was was weird that I was getting resistance in my mentions about it. It's almost like people don't want it to be true. And then again, then we see the reports on Wednesday, right, that, oh, the ankle injury for, you know, Jonathan Taylor is lingering um, and he missed some practice. So I don't know. It's you've got to go at Deion Jackson. He's a great pass catcher, as we've seen. And uh, and uh, and the athleticism has definitely shown itself as well.
2: Yeah, and you're not sitting there saying like, oh, Deion Jackson's going to be like a running back too. It's just like if you need a kind of what-the-heck flex type, you can hope that Deion – just like you can do with Naheem Hines is like – there's no predict. Let me tell you what. There is no predicting Naheem Hines because I've had him on. No, like, oh God, he's going to have an eruption spot, but it never makes sense. It's never <laughs> like, oh, the Colts are going to be trailing. They're going to be throwing the ball a lot. It's going to be big. He never makes sense. It happens in like games where they win because he goes out there and has like two touchdowns and hundred total yards right. totally randomly.
0: Totally. Um
2: You know, Deion Jackson, though. Yeah, he can be that guy, too. But the big thing is the contingent value, and the pass catching does matter a lot. Uh, 28.6 first downs per target on catches for Deion Jackson. That is the exact same as Naheem Hines this year. 22.6% targets per route run. So he's a guy that has been out there as a pass catcher. And and I don't think the offense looked like terrible with Sam Ellinger out there. I mean, it was against the Washington uh, Commanders, but still, I think maybe could keep the train on the track there hundred oh, percent, dude.
1: I, I didn't think, yeah. I mean, w- what were they getting with, you know, old ass Matt Ryan, 37 year old Matt Nothing. Ryan, you know, it's like, yeah, I mean, you know, I think Ellinger looked fine. I, I'm not going to say he's going to sit there and tell you he looked good. Although
2: no, he's fine. Ma- Michael Pittman, bro he's got to make that catch dude. Like at yeah, the end of the he's game, make that Oh
1: catch. God.
2: Also like gets tackled at the one yard line too. It's oh it was, like my the God. all the all time tilting fantasy performance. Like, Oh You know, God, wide open dude. drop and like gets tackled at the one. I know dude. Like, it oh, was, crap. Was I mean, it, but Hey, good, good target share though. I mean, his highest target yeah, yeah. share of the, of the year for Michael Pittman, which is kind of what we were hoping for. when we talked about Pittman. With Ellinger was let's just hope he goes out there and just laser focuses on one dude. And he did. And, Hopefully he uh, he doesn't decide to not do it again after that big drop. But, uh, you know, I think Michael Pittman. Oh, okay. Who who is Sam Ellinger to to determine whether or not Michael Pittman
1: should have caught a ball? You know, who cares? Yeah, Yeah, just zip it, Sam. Yeah, exactly, you know.